Hello, my name is Bastian, and this is my partner. Adilane, hello. In this podcast episode, we will be comparing the stage and movie adaptations of Dear Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen is a musical about a socially awkward high school senior who, in the wake of another student's suicide, embarks on a journey of self-discovery with a weird addition of romance with a dead teen sister. On stage, it is great, but not so much in film. Evan Hansen writes letters to himself as part of a therapy segment. We then see supporting side character Jared insults Connor, the soon-to-be-dead kid. Evan watches as it happens, and he tries to laugh it off to decrease the awkwardness. This doesn't work. Connor questions him, asking if he, Evan, thinks that he, Connor, is a freak like Jared said. To be exact, he says something among the lines of, Hey Connor, I like your haircut, real school shooter trick. The line is slightly changed in the movie adaption, instead of Jared saying it a random student does. So far, we have already seen what slight changes the movie has done on the original stage. Now, to see if there's going to be more slight changes or major changes, and we've also seen some kind of a piece of plot. Eventually, Evan asks Connor to sign his cast. Isn't really important, but Evan has his arm in a cast from falling out of a tree from what is hinted to add to be a failed suicide attempt. Connor sees the letter Evan wrote to himself in the printer in the room they are in. He goes to reach for it. When he does, he sees that his younger sister Zoe is mentioned in it. A small fight breaks out, and he leaves the room with Evan's letter in his pocket. Later, we find out he has committed suicide. Because the letter was in his pocket, and because it opened with Dear Evan Hansen, and it says all my hope is pinned on Zoe, his parents think that, is a, that it is a suicide note. Evan gets called to the office to discuss it. There's a slightly heartbreaking scene where Evan desperately tries to tell Connor's parents that Connor did not write the letter, and that he isn't at all connected to Connor. But they don't listen to him, they say that he's in denial, so Evan gives in to the lie. So, uh, when they're in the printer, if they're writing, Connor's out of the note, yeah. grabbed it, saw his sister's name, the writing continued, then he left, and later on when he, when he killed himself, his parents saw the letter on his pocket, thinking that it was a suicide letter, started with Dear Evan Hansen, and saying that his hope was pinned on his sister. They thought it was meant to be for Evan, but they were wrong. And I tried convincing them that it wasn't him, but but Connor's parents wouldn't listen, so he just gave in to that. Yeah. So um, Evan turns out, event he he eventually convinces Connor's parents that he and Connor were friends, and with the help of our side character Jared, he fakes emails to kind of save Connor's parents from any more heartbreak. There's another student at the school named Alana. She sort of creates the Connor Project. It is a suicide prevention nonprofit. Evan eventually becomes the spokesperson. As time continues, Evan becomes closer to Zoe, Connor's sister. And they wrote a small romance for Suze. But with this, tensions grow between Evan, Jared, Alana, and Evan's mother. It gets emotional. There is a song that shows it, but it was cut from the movie adaptation. Does Evan face consequences in the stage musical? He does, but like not a lot. It isn't really shown. 
Does he in the movie adaptation show consequences? He does not. We will get to that. And one of the main changes from the movie adaptation is that a few different songs were cut. In the opening number to the stage musical, Anybody Have a Map? It is cut from the movie. It follows our main character's mother, Heidi, and our, and our other main character's Connor's mother, Cynthia. It's a really nice opening. It shows how their, both their families live separate lives, and it does show us how Connor's parenting style is flawed. It also doesn't introduce us to Zoe, another one of the main characters. She shows up in a later song. Evan's mother, Heidi, also does not get introduced until later on. So they cut many characters off, many main characters, but they also took out the song Disappeared, practically the non-profit's theme song. Nobody deserves to be forgotten, nobody deserves to disappear. Yeah, like, um, those two last sentences, they're the main lyrics from the song. Mm -hmm. So it acts as the, the Connor Project's theme song. I don't really understand why they took it out, since it's a, it's a good song. Yeah, so they like... took it out. Why? The whole movie was about Connor, basically, right? Yeah. Movie um, adaptation seems up to himself. We've already seen that. Yeah. They've altered too many stages and too many book series and everything. They have. The next song that they take out is To Break In The Glove. But I don't mind. I, don't, I never really liked the song. It feel, feels weird because Connor's father, his, na his name is Larry, it sort of shows him replacing Connor with Evan. Like he's showing him a baseball glove that he bought for Connor that Connor never used. And of course, this isn't meant to be like his father trying to connect with Connor, but he does it in the wrong way. It's like forcing Connor to like something that he doesn't like. Connor liked baseball when he was younger, and obviously, his younger self would be entirely different than how he was before his suicide. Two songs are also added. One is for Alana and the other for Connor. Again, we don't mind. The music doesn't really go much into Connor as opposed to the novelization. There's a novel. It's based off the musical. So in order it was made, it was stage musical, book, movie adaptation. Um, the other song, Sincerely Me, it wasn't taken out, but personally I think it is the best song in the musical. They did technically find a way to ruin it. Not fully, but Connor, he dances in a way that I don't think he would. He, um, the dance movie is called The Woe, so he hits the woe and it feels really out of place for him as a character. In the song, Sincerely Me, there is also a, um, a verse where they joke about how Jared says that Connor's parents think that Connor and Evan are gay lovers. It's supposed to be one of the few funny moments in the musical since it's such a sad like concept, but they do take out the line. There's also a line that says, the only man that I love is my dad. A joke about how both Evan and Connor hate their fathers. It was taken out. So basically, thinking that since the letter was so-called written to Evan, thinking that Evan and Connor had some sort of relationship, but in reality they didn't, and they barely knew each other. Yeah, they never knew each other. They like spoke once, and that's on the day Evan wrote the note. Which is when they fought, and Connor committed suicide. Yes. There's a song, if I could tell her, honestly, it feels incestuous 
because it's Evan making up lies. Like, Zoe, Connor's sister, mentions about how she never had a relationship with Connor. Evan trying to, is trying to make her feel better by making up all these lies of what Connor desperately wanted to tell Zoe. It's also kind of stalkerish, since everything that Connor wanted to tell Zoe is everything Evan wanted to tell Zoe. So it's, it was a bit weird. Was basically Evan trying to be a big brother for Zoe? Not really, because Evan has a crush on Zoe, so he's sort of trying to impress her in that kind of way. So he's trying to use things that a big brother would say in order to get her attention. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Um, they also take out a scene where Evan tries to kiss Zoe on her dead brother's bed. It, it removes how Evan sort of used his suicide in his own self-interest. It didn't start like this, but it develops later, and it's still very rare to think about because you don't just use someone's suicide to get a girlfriend, you know? Not one of the biggest movies since, but I regress. The actors control emotion, they're almost restrained. But we go out, if we were to go online, we would see a bunch of people complaining about about how old Ben Platt looks like while playing Evan. I did actually think he looked a bit old when I first saw the promotional photos, but it goes very quickly. Like, Ben Platt would be the best person to play Evan, but I think that would be better on stage, since stage is so much different than a movie, because on stage you don't full-on see the actors, so you don't see how old they are in person. It does sort of take away from other actors, but like, He's almost 30, so it's a bit weird to have a 30-year-old play a 17-year-old. Yeah. That's... I mean, it was also weird for what movie? I know the... I know... What, which one was it? The Spider-Man movies. The first two series, where they had, what, Tobey Maguire? Which he was, what, 20-something when he was playing Parker? Which is supposed to be a teen. And then the other one, which was... Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, where he was, what? Also in his, like, late also 20s. Also in his 20s. It's... Early 20s or... Or late 20s? Not a teenager. Not a teenager. Yeah, yeah, but then they fixed it up with this current Tom, this current Spider-Man, which is Tom Holland. Basically, a, a teenager still. Yeah. There is a scene where Evan and Alana, like, name drop the antidepressants they're on, which is weird. And speaking of Alana, they soften her. Like, in the stage musical, she's supposed to be really awkward and nervous, a bit like Evan. But they just remove this entire part of her character in the movie adaptation. They added a song for her, and it's actually a pretty good song. It gives her motive. So they changed the Lana in the movie, yes. but added character to her in the movie. And in the play, there wasn't that much character for her. Yeah, in the stage musical, there wasn't. They didn't really go deep into her character as compared to the um, movie adaptation. I don't really have a complaint about the song You Will Be Found, other than, like, um, during it, there's supposed to be lines of people reacting to Evan's speech, which is the first part of the song. And in the film, there's a weird, like, PowerPoint-like transition where all the videos become a picture of Connor. I'm not really complaining, I'm just asking why, since it feels really weird. But there is another scene where Connor's stepfather, I forgot to mention, but 
they changed from the stage to the movies of his father. Um, he's his stepfather. There's a scene where he walks into the house crying. Personally, I think that the scene was needed because it's one of the few moments of real emotion that is shown by like anyone. Yeah, and basically since Connor's stepdad was trying to make a father and son bond with Evan, Evan and not having a father, his dad left him when he was seven years old, decided to go with it just to see what a real father would be like, I guess. Yeah, Evan did just accept everything. Yeah, they changed stuff, but like... Lamoya's adaptations are always changing for just things, but sometimes they make it better, sometimes they make it worse. Like it has their highs and lows. Yeah, I think this one's kind of in between. It's kind of in between, man. Um, there's another scene where they have a meeting for the Connor Project. Jared mentions how if you go on the website that he created for the Connor Project, you could read the emails between Evan and Connor. After he says this, it kind of cuts to Evan running to the bathroom to vomit in the school toilet because obviously Evan is lying, Jared is lying, and it kind of shows how Evan sort of feels bad for everything he has said. But it, the scene doesn't last long, so it is very easy to forget. But I feel like that would be like I feel like that would have been a major point since he's feeling guilty about it. Yeah, like. It only lasts maybe five seconds, so it's very forgettable. It's very forgettable, yeah. Since it's like that, supposedly, like, well, yeah, so, ah, I can speak to me. They last somewhat of about a minute, showing the importance that only a minute can do to a movie. Yeah. And I feel like they might have ruined that. It also is. showing that Evan is actually showing emotions, too. Yeah. Because in the, in the reviews that we read, they're saying that the characters weren't showing too much emotion. And that would have been a good, a good scene along with Hunter's stepdad crying. Yeah, like if they just made it a few seconds longer, it would have been better. Yeah. Um, Evan's mother, Heidi. This is sort of just a complaint about her entire character in the movie. Because there's no emotion behind her. She doesn't seem confused, angry, or sad, or like anything. There's a small back and forth she has with Evan. Doesn't really happen. Eventually they do have a fight about Evan's speech, which is the song You Will Be Found. Doesn't work. I'm not hating on the actress, I'm just hating on her portrayal. Like, even when she's supposed to start crying, it, it doesn't seem believable. Like, no. So the actors playing the characters were really holding back on emotions that would have made the movie better. Yes. It's... While in the play, the actors were just Throwing other emotions, showing yeah. them. I think, I, I've seen people say that like um, for the stage musical they show more emotion since it's not so up close, so they have to dramatize anything. But yeah, we're talking like, about stage. Stages always dramatize everything. They do so. But it was a big change though. So. Yeah. Especially since the actors aren't showing any emotion, and the whole movie is about like a sad, awkward kid trying to. Be social. Yeah. So. The song Only Us is supposed to be the sort of romantic song. It just feels really weird because if you listen to the lyrics, um, Evan and Zoe are singing about an established relationship. But in the scene that shows up, 
So he goes to Evan's house and proposes that they start a relationship. So this is sort of a complaint about how it was all organized rather than the actual song. Like when they're singing, there are scenes where I cut to them going to prom, a carnival, like doing normal stuff a high school couple would do. So I'm not sure how that organization was supposed to work. Yeah, so basically now the movie cuts to where Sully and Evan are trying to start a relationship. Yeah. Trying to live regular lives. So we're trying to forget about her brother's death and Connor trying to forget Evan. about no oh, Evan, yeah, Evan trying to forget about how to live a normal high school kid life. Yes. Um the next scene shows Zoe and Con Zoe slash Connor's parents meeting Evan's mother. It's very interesting because it shows how much Evan was hiding from his mother. But Cynthia and Larry Zoe and Connor's parents suggest paying for Evan's cottage. This obviously upsets Heidi, like, yeah, obvious reasons. All of this just came from a, uh, a misconception that Connor's parents had, thinking yeah. that Evan was a good friend of Connor. Yeah, like, they suggest using the money that they planned on using for Connor. It's good in theory, but it's insulting. Because they're kind of suggesting that Heidi isn't a good mother. Like, she, if she can't pay for her son's college, she's not a good mother. So they fight. And eventually, Evan has to apologize to Alana for missing all these um, meetings for the Connor Project and completely ignoring her. Alana starts to question him. Like, was anything you ever said real? So Evan shows her Connor's... Suicide note, I say with air quotes, to Alana. It's in person, so really he could have just, like, shown her his phone. Like, he does show her his phone, but then she, he actually sent it to her. Which is not a good idea. And Alana, she shares it online. She pauses it. She pauses to think about it, which is different from the stage musical. Because there, she does it almost immediately. For the movie adaptation, she pauses to think about it. Meaning that there is another slight chance for another character to show emotions towards the movie. Emotions of being confused and also somewhat guilty. Yeah, like she has a reprise of her song that kind of explains her motives for doing it. But still doesn't make it right. You're sharing these supposed suicide notes on Instagram. It just develops further and further. Why on Instagram though? You couldn't have shared it to like the school's website if they had one. Well, that would have been much more. Well, the Connie Project, like it's this entire big thing that has thousands of followers. So she posted it oh. on the project's Instagram so people would see. Okay. But this this is a bad idea in general, but it leads to people reading his suicide notes, blaming Connor's parents for his suicide. Eventually, Larry, Cynthia, Connor's parents have a fight. It does show that they're like, they try to help him, but at the same time they didn't really, because Larry, again Connor's stepfather, apparently called Connor a attention seeker after his first suicide attempt. It shows that Connor already had a history of this in so Connor already had attempted suicide, just yes. like 
Evan, yeah. which is why, yeah, which is why Evan has his broken arm. Yes. He attempted suicide. Yeah. Fell from a tree. He let go. He let go of a tree. Is it the same thing? Well, the wording is actually important, like, little later on. So, um, we have our next song, Words Fail. This is where he admits to everything being fake. It's really interesting because we see Evan wearing a black zip-up jacket. And in the, in the movie, Connor is shown wearing a black, um... Zip-up jacket. No, he's shown wearing a jean jacket. A jean jacket. In the stage musical, he's seen wearing a black zip-up jacket, and during the song's words fail, Evan is wearing a black zip-up jacket. So it sort of shows that, like, Evan is turning into Connor. Like, he doesn't want to, for obvious reasons, but he sort of turns into him as he is, like, telling Connor's parents that he lied about everything. Hard realization comes in. Yeah. Everything that they thought was real turned out to be fake, and now they have to deal with the consequences themselves too, right? Yeah. Really yeah. heartbreaking. But um, Evan tries to talk to Zoe. Um, she tells him to leave her alone. Zoe and her parents are still violently being harassed for everything, and all Evan gets is weird looks in the school halls. He committed fraud. He broke fire the family, and he essentially stole hundreds, a hundred thousand dollars from people. Damn. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of things. It is. Like, Somebody could go to jail for that. <laughs> it's literal fraud. But, um, he talks to Zoe, and she reveals that her mother is afraid that Evan will have his life ruined if everything gets revealed. She's afraid he'll do something stupid, like hurt himself. Like Connor did. They already lost one son. They don't need to lose another. So. It's really. Um, next we see Evan at the state park. Where he broke his arm. He gets flashbacks of what happened. It shows that it was a suicide attempt. Rather than an accident. He's running. He's crying. He fall. He lets go. This is a reference to the stage musical. Where Jared asks Evan, did you fall or did you let go? He didn't fall. He let go. It's, it shows the scene of it. It shows his suicide attempt. Which is why Evan has been writing himself letters. Yes. So he could continue motivating himself to live out his own life. Yes, they were like um, assignments given by his therapist. Yeah, assignments given by therapists. To like self-motivation. To help, yeah, help him motivate himself and not be depressed anymore? Yes. Um, then we get to our next song, So Big, So Small. It is Heidi, Evan's mother's solo song. It's her song. It's supposed to be emotional. Expressing her insecurities to him. There isn't a lot of emotion. Evan tells her about everything. Like, everything he told Connor's parents. He breaks down. She comforts him. He admits to attempting suicide. Heidi says that he isn't the burden he thinks he is. It's a great song. It doesn't feel right. I'm not sure what it is, but it doesn't have the right emotion to it. So here we have another example of how they change the characters. How this was supposed to be like a big... Emotional song. A big emotional song for Heidi and Evan. Yeah. 
but they turned it on wrong and then the other showed emotion but Haiti didn't yeah um movie adaptations so like um then Evan records a video of himself like revealing all the lies he told and he posts it on Instagram you see him looking back at an old yearbook to see a list of Kanye's favorite books he reads them all this is almost the ending of the movie like it um it starts playing Connor's song like it's a recording of a song that he wrote i think it's good because it shows that evan is sort of trying to give Connor's parents something that was real as opposed to all the lies he told yeah so he's trying to make up for it now yeah but um, all the things he did things he lied and trying to comfort evan's no Connor's, Connor's parents yeah. i get um he like talks to people, like emails people who actually knew Connor to find out what was real. It's good. It doesn't exactly make up for anything. And so as the song is playing, we get sort of a montage of Evan emailing everyone to find out what's real. Shows his graduation. Then he gets the video of Connor and he starts mailing it out to all the people he hurts. So Connor's parents, Zoe, Alana, and Jared. Yeah, so this is basically Evan asking for forgiveness. Yeah. For all the things he did. Yes. And then our final scene is Zoe and Evan at an apple orchard. Um, I forgot to mention, but the money that the Connor Project was trying to raise was supposed to go to building a apple orchard memorial for Connor. So this does happen, so I guess it's not fraud, but it still is fraud. Because they use the money, but Evan still lied to get it. But he still did something good. Yeah, like, Connor does still have the um, memorial. memorial yeah. yeah. It's not like Evan took it off, all the money. Yeah. Um, Zoe and Evan kind of just talk about how they wish that they met without all the lies that they met then that day. And that they didn't have to go through all the hurt that they had to go through. And this is where the movie ends. I think it's a good movie. Um, they changed a lot of things. Which obviously they had to do, but I think they could have gone without it. Yeah, but even if they hadn't changed like big things, it would have been slight changes from musicals. Yeah. And from the stage and the book. There's a book about this, right? Yes. Yeah, they would have made a bunch of changes from the book or the stage. Yeah, um... Either way, a bunch of reviews said it was bad, some others said it was good, but like a half a half. It's, yeah, it is like kind of a 3 out of 5. So it's not bad, but it's not good. Like, it could be better, but it could be worse. You know? Um, thank you for listening.